Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the conversation series. I am blessed today to have Olivia Marks here with me. Olivia is an entertainment reporter and content producer at Bauer Media. Um, and she's also Olivia Coleman's favorite. And I love that that is in your social media profiles everywhere and that she is not afraid to say that. Um, but I am so excited to have Olivia here and to dive into her career and her journey. And I'm gonna turn it over to her and let her introduce herself. Hello, thank you for having me. Um, so as Danielle said, I'm Olivia, I'm an entertainment reporter. Um, so I do interviews with celebs when they're promoting their movies or series. Um, and I'm just a massive fangirl. Um, I'm obsessed with Olivia Coleman, obsessed with Lady Gaga, I have many different obsessions. And yeah, I don't shy away from that. <laughs> I love it. And I, I just want to start with like, how does it feel to be Olivia Coleman's favorite? <laughs> It feels amazing. Do you know what's so funny? When I played those clips out loud to like family members, I like my dad, he doesn't really care about celebrities right. or stuff like this or interviews. Right. So I was playing this clip on repeat to like hear what she was saying. He's like, how many times are you going to play that? I'm like every single day, probably for the rest of my life. Oh, but it no. matter, dad. I'm going to do it because it's fantastic. And it's got to a point as well where it's like, I've interviewed Olivia a few times. It's like, yeah. I can't keep on reminding her that she told me I'm her favorite. Yeah. I don't want to get to a point where she's, where I'm not her favorite. Right. So I feel like, I don't know, next time I see her, maybe I won't bring her up, but I know deep inside. Yeah. <laughs> it's just see if she says anything to you, if she just has any memory of it at all and, and go from there kind of situation. She's just the sweetest. I love her. She is. I love her. She is. I want to just get started with how you got your start. Where is your beginning story? Becoming a, a video journalist, content producer, all of these things. Yeah, so I started off, I studied broadcast journalism at university. I went to the University of Leeds. Um, I actually don't think they do that course anymore. I think it's just pure journalism now. Um, and after that, I moved to Birmingham to work for a really small local TV station called Made in Birmingham TV, where I was basically having to do my own filming, own editing, filming myself presenting everything and I drive in my car around the whole of the West Midlands to just go and report on stories it was very hands-on you had to do everything um so I stayed there for about over a year and a half and then I moved to London to work in national news for ITN who produced the news for ITV News Channel 4 News and Channel 5 News so I worked in the newsroom for Channel 5 News um, that was basically like helping reporters get their stories, getting last minute breaking stories on the day, um, planning stories ahead, lots of answering the phones, helping cameramen out, that sort of stuff. Um, so I was there for a year and then I got this job um, where I work for Bauer Media. So they own lots of radio stations in the UK and also some magazines um, and I didn't really know that jobs like this existed. Like I've been obsessed with pop culture and celebrities my whole life. Um, I've been a Lady Gaga fan since as long as I can remember. Uh, so when this came along, I was like, wow, I can't believe that this is an actual job. 
Um, yeah, and I've been doing it for about four and a half years. That's incredible. And I think what's so incredibly unique about your style of interview is that you have such creative and questions that you don't typically hear reporters ask or journalists ask. How do you come up with your creative questions? Like you get really deep into whatever the the movie is, the TV show, whatever it is, and kind of wrap it in a, a personal aspect as well. How do you how do you come up with how you ask your questions? So before I do an interview for something, I'll always watch the film or the series beforehand. And for me, it's just a case of watching that series or movie and trying to think of questions that are outside the box, but also what people would actually be interested in. And also junkets are really hard. They're having so many journalists interview them, just like a conveyor belt of journalists all day. So you want to keep it fresh and you want to kind of mix it up for them so the talent don't get bored. Right. So it's just, I don't know, about bringing something new that will excite them and also excite fans and also like me like I I want to know the answers to these questions as a fan myself as well is there a time of the year where things are just absolutely insane for you like a solid three months or is it just the entire year where you're like okay we've got to pace ourselves (laughs) because this is this is the craziness that is taking place yeah so I'd say that October's always really busy because we've got the London Film Festival around that time every year so that is just crazy and there was one year where I was having to do it all by myself because my colleague wasn't around um and that was insane but very fun but it's it's long and it's hard like you know I'll go I think it was last year I had loads of premieres and stuff every night and sometimes there's more than one premiere a night Um, and sometimes the talent won't always stop so you're standing there for hours not being able to go to the bathroom or you're literally standing there not being you're not allowed to move and sometimes you won't even get the talent so got it okay yeah it's not always easy and then after that you can be like what a waste of time you stood there for so long you came away with nothing uh so I'd say that that's kind of the busiest time but at the moment things are things are actually quite quiet I think summer tends to be tends to slow down a bit um yeah I don't think I've actually got any interviews next week do you like the environment of the red carpet or do you like that personal room of just that style of interview for me a hundred percent being sat down in a room with talent that that that's where I feel like I'm most comfortable as well because you can really get to know someone I know that a lot of the time my interviews are only five minutes long which is crazy to think that you have to almost force a relationship in such a small amount of time and get the best out of someone in that short amount of time but red carpets they're even worse they're literally like one question sometimes you might even not you might not even get a question in um and you're standing there for a long time it's you know you're behind a metal barrier it's not the most comfortable of places it's funny friends and family will always be so excited about red carpets and you're like it's actually 
yes. not glamorous at all. That's the reality <laughs> is just so unglamorous. Yeah. But yeah, I love doing junkets, which are more like sit down yes. interviews where you actually, you know, you know your set time and you can prepare yes. for it. Whereas a red carpet, you kind of don't really know how it's going to go. I think it is so funny. I think everybody thinks red carpets are glamorous, but I think mm. hearing you say it, and then I'm pretty sure if you ask celebrities as well, celebrities will say it is not glamorous <laughs> at all because you're standing there having your picture taken by a million photographers. But I think it's like, for us, it's the it's the dresses. It's, the, it's what we perceive as glitz and glamour is what we think is fabulous. And then everybody's like, it's really not. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> And I think it's so funny because that's what we envision, like that's Hollywood. That's what we envision as the best of the best. And it is, but I think it's like, it's not as fun as everybody thinks it is. Yeah, no, completely. I think you have this immense amount of confidence. Whenever I watch your interviews, I have to stop and watch them because I'm like, you are just full into the, into the interview. How do you have, where do you get your confidence? when you're sitting down in front of these celebrities and like you said, five minutes to be able to ask your questions. Firstly, that's so nice to hear because I don't think I'm confident at oh all. And I certainly don't feel it when I do an interview. I'll often be so, I still get so nervous, even okay. having done so many. Yes. I think because I'm such a perfectionist. Okay. Um, and I'm very hard on myself. I don't think I've ever done an interview and thought that's gone really well. There's always something always yes. Yes. that I'm walk away and I'm not happy with. Yeah. Um, but I think that if I guess it shows that you care. Yeah. Um, so it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I don't know. I, I don't think I'm confident at all, but it's just, I don't know, trying to see them as just a normal person and, Pre preparation is always key as well if I feel prepared and like I know what I, I want to ask and I'm confident with my questions and I think I've got good questions yes. then I'll feel more comfortable okay okay now I I do this all the time and I actually have my pencil sitting right here like when I'm on calls I like I feel like I have to have something in my hands like as a nervous thing do you have like a nervous, like a bouncing of the legs or anything like that? Is there something that you do or self-consciously do? I don't know. Sometimes I'll hold a pen. Okay. But I try not to. Okay. I'm trying to think what I do that's like a really bad habit because there have been stuff where I'm like, I can't do that. My, um, my team will say it too. They'll see me and I'll just be sitting here with like a pencil in my hand, like rubbing the eraser. And it's like, it's like my anxiety, nervousness thing when I'm just sitting on calls or even like I have it here when I'm doing recordings because I just, sometimes I need just something in my hand. Just to totally. What I will say is I have a really bad habit of looking down at my questions sometimes and I know my questions and I just do, you just, I just do it out of nervousness because it's like your comfort if you know that they're there in front of you and you're literally oh. reading them, which is really bad. I really try not to. I really try and look at the person that I'm interviewing when I'm talking to them. But I do have a tendency sometimes if I'm not feeling confident to look down and after the interview, I'll be really annoyed and be like, why was I looking down so much? That wasn't necessary. Well, I think it's hard to, in, in the Zoom world we're in sometimes, mm. like even right next to you right now, I have my questions up and things like that. 
you're still trying to stare at you. Like I'm still trying to stare at you while also not trying to look at the questions. So it is, it is so hard to kind of stay fo eye focused. Yeah, I know. Eye contact without it making look looking like you're looking somewhere else. Yeah. No, I need to get better at that, but I, I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> I find myself too, I'll do a lot of ums or likes. I was just uh, editing a last week's episode and I was like, my God, I think I can count on multiple hands how many times I just said like in that one segment. And it drives me crazy to, to the point you were just making. I'm like, I've got to do better about some of the things that I say or do when I'm in these interviews. So it's a continuous process of learning and trying to like practice when I'm doing these. The thing is, no one notices, like you're your worst critic. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think what, like you were saying, it's the perfectionism that comes out in each of us as we're putting these things together. Cause we are, it's going out on our, on our faces. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, no, definitely. Is there been a celebrity that you have not interviewed that is on your list that you want to? I have a big list. Do you okay. know what? I'm going to get it up. Okay. Because as you're doing that, I just want to, you've talked to, like we were talking about Olivia Coleman multiple times, mm -hmm. Diane Keaton, Stanley Tucci, <gasps> Jennifer Gardner, Hugh Grant, Dame Judi Dench. My, my heart. I absolutely love her. Um, Emma Thompson, Jamie Lee Curtis, Sam Claflin, Lenny Kravitz. I, cool. Those are so, just some of the people that you've talked to. It doesn't even scratch the surface. So I want to. Um, yeah, there's, a, there's quite a few people that, I, that I'm desperate to talk to that happen. Okay, I'd say top of my list. Number one is Kate Blanchett. I'm oh. a huge fan I love her I was devastated when we didn't get time with her for tar I thought that, that was going to be my moment and I also know that I just know that she's someone that I'd get on with because she's a real woman's woman um so I'm desperate to talk to her who else is like top Meryl Streep oh god yeah I think um, we had a blast on Ocean's 8 doing uh, Kate Blanchett and Sandra Bullock together. What an oh my god, that would have been. That would have been oh, the dream. Yeah. Literally the dream. Yes. Uh, who else? I'd love to interview Andrew Garfield. I really like him. Oh my gosh, yes. Drew Barrymore, I'm a bit obsessed with. I cannot she's like doing off. the interviewing now. I'm obsessed. I cannot stay off her TV show or her TikTok. I mean, she is I'm addicted. fabulous. I love her. Fabulous. Salma Hayek. Okay. That's I would love to interview her. There's so many. Nicole Kidman, Scarlett Johansson, um, Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. All the girlies. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, when I said Stanley Tucci's name, you, uh, you showed your love for him. I, I am an absolute fangirl for him. I just have to ask what that experience was like getting to talk to Cause I think he is one of the absolute coolest people in the world. So it's actually my second time interviewing him okay. because I interviewed him for a film he did with Colin Firth 
um okay. I can't remember what it was called but it was really good yeah. um and they were both on zoom though both times I've interviewed him which is a shame that it's not yeah. been in person but the second time I interviewed him was for Citadel which was quite recently yes. and he was so divine just such a nice man yes. like a lovely lovely man and then at the end he said it was so nice talking to you I was like oh I, I want to sit down with him and, eat, and like eat a bowl of pasta with yes. him and absolutely yeah. I just want to walk around Italy with him <laughs> he's just an angel who's your favorite then is it Stanley I love Stanley um I'm a big Robert Downey Jr. fan I I absolutely love his story and I've I've grown up in the Marvel universe um oh I th- but I think Stanley's up there. I think he's, mm. yeah, I think he's my number one. I loved his book. I read that in like two days flat because I just could not put that down. Um, but he's he's fantastic. Yeah, he's so good. And he's done so much. Like you forget how many movies he's been in. It's ridiculous. Yes, yes. Well, one of my favorite interviews that uh, that you did was with Jennifer Coolidge and you asked her if she was going to be the next James Bond. And it, I absolutely, I loved the question because I had watched the movie that you were interviewing her for. And I was like, my God, she'd be fantastic. I think she would be absolutely perfect. <laughs> He's so fun. I'd love to see her as James Bond. Oh my God, can you imagine? She just, I love how she just goes along with it. Like she just gets it. Yeah. It's like, she she just knows she has fun and she's just great. I love her. I loved every, I mean, this was her year of it just being on stage and award season and everything. And every time you got up on, she got up on stage, you never knew what she was going to say. You never knew what was going to come out of her mouth. So every time you were just in for the ride with her and it was, I mean, it was hysterical, but it was so much fun to get to hear her story as well. Cause she tied in pieces of that. And I, I just, I love her so much. I think the day after I spoke to her for shotgun wedding, I think that was the morning. Cause obviously she was in America. I think that that was the morning after the golden globes. Okay. Okay. I feel like she was really, really tired and hungover. She was still great, but she, she had like a crazy night. And I remember people, the PRs were like, don't ask questions about the Golden Globes because I think they wanted everything to be about the film. Yeah. Um, which was fine anyway, because we had to hold on to our footage. It was embargoed. So it would have been, it wouldn't have made sense for us yes. to be talking about yes. something that happened a few weeks ago. But I did, when I got on the call, I, I did obviously congratulate her. Um, and she was such a sweetheart. I said, the thing I said to her, like at the, I cut out the main edit, but I said yeah. like, this has made my year. The fact that you've won. And she loved it. I love her. It's been her year. I mean, I think last year and then uh, the first half of this year, I'm like Jennifer Coolidge. I mean, what was it? It was the Coolidge Renaissance or mm-hmm. I was like, live it up, Jennifer. Live it yeah. up. I need to see more of her. You, we've been talking about it. You only have a short amount of time, five minutes or so in these interviews. How do you get the most out of every interview? How do you, like, what's walking in, sitting down afterwards? 
yeah, it's quite stressful when you've only got five minutes because sometimes that can be even less. Sometimes they say it's five minutes and then I get my footage and it's actually three and a half. It's like, that is so, such limited time. Um, So I'll always, if it's in person, I'll always walk in and be like, hi, nice to meet you. I'll always like say something nice about the project. Like, oh, they were amazing or I really enjoyed it. And then kind of go straight into it. It's really, really quick process. Um, And then I'll always prioritize my questions. So ask, make sure that they're in a good order. So the ones that I know should hopefully get a good answer or do well uh, higher up. Um, Sometimes I've been in situations where I've like run out of questions and it's just a case of like me trying to think and think on the spot of, of stuff, but. Yeah, it's always better when I've got longer, like 10 minutes is always great. And then sometimes yeah. I'll have 20, very rarely if they come right. to our studio. Right. Um, I think the last like long interview I did was with Sam Claflin and it just feels yeah. so much more natural. Yeah. It's so much easier and it's just so much easier to bounce off each other when you've got that time. Yes. Um, and it's just, it's just an easy conversation. It makes for a better interview. So I'd love... I'd love to do longer interviews, but it's just not possible when you're dealing with such big names. Now I have, when I do my research, I, you know, try to come up with questions. You were just talking about it when you, you know, you've had some cases where you do run out of questions and you're trying to think on your feet. Do you like having your set of questions or do you like having the ability where I have six questions here to ask you, but I love to have space where if you say something, we can take the conversation wherever it goes. Do you like having that ability? Yeah, for sure. But I feel like with with my interviews, I don't like I don't really have that opportunity yeah, to even yeah. do that because they're so quick. Yeah. Um and then say if I have got a long interview, I will prepare like way more questions so I always feel like I am like very prepared whereas there are other journalists like I've got other friends who don't really write questions and they kind of just go go in go go along with it but I think as well there's so much pressure now for content to like for our content to go viral so it's like kind of think of those questions that you know are gonna get really good reactions yes yeah Um, so I don't know it's more conversational when you have the ability to think on your feet more and let the conversation go somewhere else but yeah it doesn't it doesn't happen it doesn't happen short period of time yeah how we were talking about it in the beginning you obviously watch the project that you're getting ready to interview on how much research outside of just watching the film do you get into it's one of my it's one of my favorite parts when i'm getting to interview someone is the research because i i call it going down the rabbit holes yeah how far down the rabbit holes do you go it's funny because sometimes i'll do an interview for a series and i will get so into the series where i literally (laughs) like i have to finish it before the interview but most of the time, because of, you know, I've got so, so much going on that I don't have time to like finish the series. So if I'm doing an interview, normally I'll watch one episode, sometimes right. two or three. But I think it happened recently when I did the interviews for Beef, which is on Netflix. Yes. Yes. I was like 
I, I have to finish this. I, I have to. And I literally put all my work aside. I was like, I, I just sat there for hours yes. and finished it all in like two days. And I think there were 10 episodes or something. They were only half an hour long episodes, but I had to finish it. I got so into it. And I love it when that happens as well. It was the same with Sam Claflin when he came in for Daisy Jones and the Six, which yes. I really enjoyed. I said to him, I was like, so, you know, I watch a lot of stuff um when I do interviews and I was like this one I'm finishing I was like I love it I was like so you've done your job <laughs> um but yeah I get I, I love it when when I get into it you get home. Uh, I actually try try not to watch a million interviews that they've okay. already done because I don't want to steal questions yeah. and I feel like it's very tempting to like oh um so I try not to all the time uh, but sometimes I do. I don't know. It kind of depends. Yeah. I think I, I do the same thing, quite honestly. If I see someone that has uh, been on a podcast before, I won't listen to the podcast, but I like to just have the knowledge of the topic of mm. what they've talked about or, you know, where the conversation had gone to. Because I, I don't want to go in that direction either. I don't want to talk about the same topic. Because uh, sometimes the, it's just still a boring conversation. Mm. Yeah, hard. yeah, it's tem- it's tempting. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's not. Listen, it's not a bad thing. No. Um, but yeah, sometimes I'll watch loads of stuff before an interview. Sometimes I don't. But I like to like get excited about the person that I'm interviewing. Yeah. So I'll often like watch like a lot of their movies that week or something yeah. to like refresh my memory. Yes. Like before I interviewed Jennifer Garner obviously I've seen it a million times 13 going on 30 I had to watch it again just before the interview um yeah so I like to get excited it makes it more like I don't know feel special yes and how many of us didn't grow up on 13 going on 30 with Jennifer exactly it's it's iconic it's like it's part of our childhood and (laughs) up um my last question for you Olivia is just what inspires you Oh, Lady Gaga. She inspires me. <laughs> I love it. Um, I just think she is the best person on the planet. I've got a picture of her behind me. Um, yeah, she's inspired me since such a young age. Just her fearlessness, her creativity. Everything that she does. She, if I could only be half of what she is. Um yeah. I like constantly like save videos of her to of her talking about making dreams come true and how it is possible. Yes. Um, I just think she's such a talent and there's no one like her. Absolutely. Absolutely. So she's she's the person that inspires me on a daily basis. She's revolutionized so much just in terms of being yourself, mm-hmm. not shutting down who you are, who other people are. I think it's so powerful what she's done for the world, for our generation. Um, it's definitely, she's been a massive supporter of op- being open-minded um, mm. and not not closing any doors on anybody or anything. Yeah, and I love how she's just, she's just like maintained that throughout her whole career and is just unashamed, unashamedly her. Yes. And yeah I just I don't she's just she's my person I'm obsessed I've got so 
I'm literally looking at like cards with Lady Gaga opposite me, like a poster. Like I've just got so, there's so much Gaga all over my flat. She's everywhere. Now, will there be Lady Gaga at the wedding? Oh my God, of course. I'm going to be walking into a Gaga song. I'm going to be walking into Marry the Nights. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How epic. My I poor, my poor fiance. <laughs> he gets it. He's in a three-way relationship. There you go. There he you go. At least point. he knows. At least yeah, he knows. He exactly. knows where. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Olivia, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to talk with me today. This is this has been my fangirl moment um, because I absolutely I love your interviews, um, and so this is this has been uh, such a pleasure to talk to you, and I, I can't wait to continue to follow your journey and your interviews and more. Thank you so much. You're such an amazing interviewer, by the way. <laughs> you really are. You're so good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, and as always, I will see you guys back here next time. Bye, y'all.